On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. I'm pretty certain that... I just kind of look and act and feel a little smarter when my wife is in here with me. Like it's like she just talks so much better and she's so smart. Like it like makes sure. me looks like make people maybe think, well, he is probably smart. I mean, probably. you don't land that for nothing, right? You know, I heard once that the the, the best kinds of relationships are people who bring out the best in each other. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you feel smarter and wiser and better for yeah, it, and I, I guess it's all working out, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what that. We means. got my beautiful yes. wife Jenny in the studio again. So hi everybody. I love 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 coming into the podcast. So and thank Zach you for and Matt. Me. Yes. Hello, hello, Matt in the booth. Yeah. So uh, figured we I could con you into coming back again. <laughs> Um, you can look every time you come on people send emails or write something on it all the time going you need to have her on more they all love you oh that's yeah. sweet and i've gotten a lot of um direct messages on instagram my favorite social media yes um from people who had watched my shows over the years and said oh we started watching heath's or listening to heath's podcast and now they are subscribed and do it on the regular and by the way if you are one of those people do a screenshot if you can and send it to heath or send it to me um it's just kind of fun to see who the, who we're connecting with yeah yeah, yeah. That way we post it on the stories. Well, Jenny's really good about it. I'm not good at that stuff I yet. I love I, social media. I just, I, 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 I am, I'm trying to, and I've, I've taken my strides. I'm, I'm doing, I'm making it 10% better, right? I'm getting yeah. there. You so. are. Follow Heath on Instagram yeah, yeah. at. Yeah, I'm getting What's there. your handle? Ignorance on Fire. Yeah. Ignorance on Fire on Instagram? I'm going to have to give you a follow. Yeah, I yeah. I'm following. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ignorance on Fire on Instagram. I love we it. Got, we got Maserati little cars and babies Maserati going around everywhere. Cars. Baby cars, by the way, is what he's talking about. Yeah. Speaking of Instagram, I spied a photo the other day of a certain uh, bookcase you guys have for uh-huh. kids' books. Yeah. And it's a small bookcase, but considering the size of, of the individual who's using it, yeah. there's a lot of books in there. That's you, only you guys one. That's correct. One. That's one yes, of them. Yes, we did. Thank you. you. More than one? Well, oh, wow. my coworkers, when I worked at Fox, did a shower for us, yeah. and it was an all book shower. They literacy they did for my is work my biggest. It's like yeah. you know my platform, my passion. My if everybody can learn how to read, I just think it's just your ticket. Yeah. It's your key to everything. So it's really important to me. And Heath's coworkers did the same thing. Yeah. So both of our coworkers know that we're that is wild. Um, yeah. that, that is really important to us. That's so. really cool. I didn't. I know made that. I made yeah. a bookcase, a handmade bookcase for her too. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. So that's yeah. one of them on the wall, and then one of them on the ground with it all too. We got tons of books. <laughs> she actually doesn't have very many toys. And really? all she does no. is really all she does right. is really eat the books right now because right. getting her to sit still is tough. I don't know where she gets that from at all. Weird. Yeah, I don't know where she gets that energy. Yeah, she should be calm, laid back, (laughs) sleeping all day, you know, Mm -hmm. just like her mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Just imagine. Well, we got a headline for our first segment. Yeah, uh, we're talking about... Can we get Brighton to read it? It's a good question. (laughs) Right. Right. Do we have a baby sounder we can play? She'll be eating the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. 
Uh, yeah, Matt sent this over. This is a submission from the control room. Uh, and I'm going to read it, and then I'm mad at you had a take on it. So here it is. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles had a tweet go out a couple Fridays ago from ESPN's Field Yates. It's very simple. And as Heath informed me, because I'm not up on the sports, uh, this is not that abnormal. But it seems like a sensational headline, so I wanted to break it down. The Eagles wide receiver Mike Wallace, who's listed on their roster at 200 pounds, will earn a massive $585,000 incentive if he weighs less than 250 pounds on Monday when boot camp for their offseason program begins. He said, easy money. Matt, what what do you got for here? Because this is sensational. It, it certainly it is, is sensational. And I guess when you read deeper into it, you realize he's not getting a half a million dollar bonus, but they're just making up the rest of his salary, saying we're going to withhold half a million. I guess is probably the more accurate headline if you don't weigh uh, okay. 250. Right. But still, um, I mean, not to be insulting about this, but you're you're a pro football player. The one thing you have to do is stay in shape and play football. So it, to me, it's like, why, why do they need extra incentives to get you to go to the gym, eat right, practice, all, all these things like that? Like, that should be something that you're driven to do anyway. Sure. Through just being played, uh, paid to play in the NFL, I would think. And I don't know how getting on the roster goes, but if you're on the roster at 200, that gives you a 50 pound <laughs> yeah. window to stay in. Yeah. yeah. And you get half a million dollars. So, first, you're already on the border? Really? You have a week to get under 250 or you don't make the money? What happened? Well, that was the other thing. He was, he's a week away from? and he still got to shed, or he still had to. This was right. this was a couple weeks or a week ago, but yeah. uh, he still had to shed a few pounds when you're a week away. Like, don't cut it that close, bro. Just, yeah. just do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, what, what do you think? Well, my thing is, I go back. Well, and here's what a lot of companies try to do a lot of companies will try to change their incentive program all the time. For employees to get them to do what they want done, right? Mm -hmm. And I always say, as a company, you are in. This is how the number one sign you can know you're in trouble. When you have to change incentives to get people to react, you're in trouble. Because you should be having, you should be doing a great enough job at building your culture, at being a leader, to inspiring people to have the why out there so much that people want to do it for themselves. Like, like if you. You know, it's like that old saying when you're talking about raising kids. If you tell them over and over, you can't drink, you can't go out anywhere, you can't do anything wrong, I'm locking you in the house forever, and they go to college and the kid goes crazy, right? Because you could say so because you're the parent then. But you never took the time. They said, why is that? And you go, because I said so. You never took the time to explain why for them to make decisions on their own so when they're out of your hands that they do it because they want to. There are short-term fixes, which is because I said so, because of incentives. The real long-term fix, which is harder, longer, and takes more time, is truly investing in making sure everybody understands the why and everybody gets it and everybody can understand why and helping them inspire them to want to do it for themselves, not for you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So it's almost like if he was thinking – well, I want my team to go to the Super Bowl. That's what I want. And I know in order to do that, I need to be in my best shape. Then they may, you know, might not have to put out that requirement because he would come ready to play every yes. season. Yeah. yeah, I would never invest in him long term. I would never give him a long term guaranteed deal ever because that means you have to you have to have a half a million dollar tick in there to make you stay under 250 pounds as a receiver. Right. He has no he doesn't get it himself. He doesn't have the drive. So I would not 
give him that deal. I would also be wondering as a coach taking it on myself and stuff and realizing I shouldn't like I should I gotta I should make like I gotta inspire him enough to want to do it for himself and and you gotta do that as kids with your kids. I see those parents that go just because I said so. It's like you're not setting them up for that long term. You got your kids are gonna have to want to do that on their own or not do that or, or make that decision or not make that decision on your own. Not just because you said so, because they're going to want to do it when they're out. Well, interesting not to take it from sports to my favorite topic, literacy. But that was something that uh, my parents always said because they hadn't gone to college. But they did say, you know, if you can read, this is this is why you want to study these words and understand the difference between there, there and there. Because if you can effectively communicate, you can go so far. Mm. Without that, you're kind of stuck within your bubble of what you already know. You can't expand. You can't learn new topics. You can't learn about science without knowing the basics of, you know, reading and such. And that was always really explained to me well, I guess. And so I had my why. They yeah. didn't have to say, okay, you have to get your homework done. Or there was never a, you know, you have to have a 4.0 or all A's or anything yeah. like that. It was like more so I want to have my ticket out. And so yeah, I'm they didn't study. put out those deals. If no. you don't have all these and you're not doing this because you got to do what's harder and longer, which is really sitting down and explaining. I was the kid who asked why for everything. <laughs> Everybody I was, loves that kid. I was such the <laughs> that annoying, kid's super annoying. I was so annoying. I was like, why? Why? And but In it was because voice, I wanted why, why? Sure. colonial why? life, right? Why? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love when you do it. Do do the colonial. Right. Colonial laugh, right? <laughs> That's what she always says. I say it. When I when it. we were first dating, I would respond to, if he said right, I would be like right R A Y dash H T right H T, the McConaughey right. So the thing is, is that um, it's a longer road to and a leader. You have to actually care enough about people to mm-hmm. get in deep enough to help inspire everybody's inner something. Like like what I believe a good leader does is is gets they make people do more than they thought they would do because you inspire them to do so and so you know but in a lot of those football worlds and military style worlds and all that it's just because i say so it's to do as i'm told and look that'll happen while you're there but when you're not there it's not going to so in this case while he's there in the season doing the game he's going to be fine but when he's in off season because he's not truly inspired to make sure he does it then he's eating mcdonald's and not working out and he gets a lot of weight which well, is i can't imagine this is the case but it seems like no one has ever taught him the inherent value of being in your best shape to play football but, and i don't know but if he's matt, just got a matt, lot of natural ability yes. and, he's, and he's been able to coast yes. through w- whatever but at some point some he should have learned if i if i stay in in prime shape then i can do better for not just my team but also for myself yep. i could i could earn a better contract but matt, a better I, team. matt he's been he's had a god-given talent of playing football since yeah. he was young he's been the best probably in high school best in college he was yeah. you know he's been everywhere right but he's never been 30 years old either right so you see what i'm saying that that never he never had to do it because he wasn't 30 right, right. <laughs> and he got there 30 years old and it's like okay oh <laughs> i gotta work out now i gotta try a little harder right, right. tom brady actually got to do eat a lot better to be 10 times more when you're 40-something years old trying to play. Yeah. I, I wanted to say, yeah, for any, any any Second Shot listeners out there who are uh, wise to this and are thinking, well, maybe he put on two, 50 pounds of muscle. Maybe no. he just beefed up. He's a wide receiver. He has to be able to run fast. Yes, like yes. That's why he's got to be underweight. That's the whole thing. So yeah. I don't think that's really a concern here if anybody's I, thinking that. What I want to do is I, I want you to think about it. If you're raising your kids with a message of because I said so or the strict deals and it's just because, you're going to set themselves up for not truly wanting it for themselves. And anytime you take people in your work um, that you work with or anything, that if you can inspire others to want something for themselves – 
then you're never going to have to be a micromanager. You're never going to have to be on top of your kid every day because they want it for themselves and they'll make their own decisions. And so be careful if you're ever getting in any of those other weird modes where you're finding yourself having to put carrots out to make people do something. Work harder to inspire them to want it for themselves. And um, I hope that I hope that maybe that hits some listener today that can help inspire others to want to do that as well and be that person. So we'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Heath Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com. Dot com promo code second shot in a free month thanks go get it now run ready aim fire second shot is back for another round on rncn talking talking a little bit about a little california love you know what i mean i got oh my I'm, gosh i'm wrapping it you out guys. i'm wrapping it out hardcore today so just so in case anybody that knows that we are on YouTube, and it's always on video on YouTube. You can watch the whole podcast as well. And um, I wa- they noticed today I have my Tupac socks on that are legit Tupac. You can go onto YouTube uh, right now, and we've got the picture up. Look at those. I mean, okay. <laughs> it literally guys, has a bandana. Just, they have a bandana. My socks have a bandana on of Tupac over his band. Like, it's like legit. And They're awesome. And his right. face is such an accurate portrayal. <laughs> got the nose right like it looks you just gotta go like to youtube him. right yeah. now and go check this out he's got a chain where'd you get those babe i, I can't remember i think it was in your sock of the month club. i don't know i always i always get people always give I think me cool your socks team got them for you maybe. yeah no they actually did my team did give me the two socks gives you really nice gifts yeah minus and the, the, two the bandana socks. is included on the it's like oh, yeah, sewn it's, into it's the sewn sock in the <laughs> you didn't add that yourself <laughs> no no yeah that would be a good accessory yeah that would be a good one but no socks they the bandana come on the socks. Right. Can't and tell me those socks are not It's legit. not like a clip-on. That's on there. That's, That's on. Yeah. They're sewn yeah. in. I mean. <laughs> like, those are legit socks. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about... T- I'm, I'm thinking about... Tucking my pants into my socks for the rest of the day, yeah. so everybody sees my you socks. Should not. Should Look at those, those shoes too. Seriously, did I get you those? Yeah, you did. Those they're came looking, from you. They're looking nice. Look at that carpet yeah. too. What a nice. <laughs> nothing, nothing screams business casual like tucking your matching suit into your Tupac socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. And then I start speaking like, in the most redneck, the most redneck <laughs> accent in the world starts coming out of the man's mouth with his Tupac socks it's, on. It's too good not to share on this show. Tupac yeah. socks. Who has? I mean, never once have I seen those in my life. Yeah. So you gotta go, go to YouTube things. and check this out. You're gonna laugh. They're pretty good. That I love is really them. Really cool. What we got, Zach? Yes, our other headline for today. Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen apologizes for offensive tweets on day of NFL draft. Josh Allen, the Wyoming quarterback who could potentially be the number one pick of the NFL draft. Which apologized. we know by now. Do we? Yeah, because... I'm not, a, I'm not a sport Yeah, the, dra- sport the draft will have happened by now. Well, by the time this episode yeah. comes out. The we'll, more we talk about we'll sports know. in the show, the more i got to buckle down and like do my homework. <laughs> start watching games <laughs> and, know, and going to things yeah, and following things. Anyway, uh, Josh Allen, the women quarterback who could potentially be the number one pick of the NFL draft, apologized early last Thursday for offensive tweets 
that he wrote when he was in high school but resurfaced Wednesday night. Some Josh Allen fans got on Twitter and they just kept scrolling till they found stuff that made him angry. And then they posted him and said, look at these things he said back before he was anybody really. Yeah. Um, the tweets aren't around anymore. You can't go find them. What's in the tweets is irrelevant. What's interesting here is he apologized. Yeah. And a lot of people cried foul. They yeah. said it wasn't legit. That wasn't a real apology. They didn't believe him. Well, and, and I think that this happens a lot with celebrities that are getting caught with something or whatever. People make apologies. Or how many times is... As a, a parent, you make your, your son apologize to your daughter for hitting her, and he's like, sorry, and walks off, right? You know, it's like, um, <laughs> you know like what I mean? Really don't want that, to. Yeah. They really don't want to. They're just made to, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. What I thought about here, and which I thought was perfect, is um, because I used to think this was a really stupid question. I used to think this was really stupid to ask, well, how do you become how do you come off as authentic? And I used to go, well, pfft. To be just honest person, like be authentic, be a right. real person. Just be you, yeah. you know. But what I realized over the years is, I know some people that are really good, authentic people. That when they stand up, when they meet people for the first time, they kind of come off as a different. That a lot, not a lot of people think they're being genuine, right? Um, or that on if they're camera or do anything, because in today's world, everybody has a camera. Mm-hmm. You know where. Where back in the day when you started off in the news, nobody could be in the media except for the people that were there. Now everybody has their own media show. So a lot of people look and always ask, how do I come off more authentic on camera or come off authentic in person when I'm speaking to people or talking about you go. And I used to think it was simple, just be honest. But I know people now that are not. And I know they just don't come off that way. And I figured since we have, um, you know, the difference of good news anchors in my opinion and ones that don't are the ones that people feel like they're part of their family like they have them on their tv in the morning watching and they go i know that person right Mm -hmm. that comes off as authentic i know them and that's where you've always been really great at, and that's where people have always connected with you and why you've shot to the top of your career like you have is because people have always felt like they know you so i figured it'd be a good time to really get how is it if you got some of these people and i think the people that are actually honest people, they're just maybe they're nervous or whatever, and they can never really come out it's in a hard. way to be authentic. So how, do, how does people, how does somebody, if they're, uh, if they're a really honest, genuine person, but every time they speak or talk to people or do anything on camera or, or just do something in person that they don't come off that way, how right. can they change that? So this is, uh, this is actually really, really hard for most people. Yeah. I have done... a. a fair amount of media coaching with uh, high-level business owners and, um, you know, executives and leaders who really struggle to have their natural, authentic thoughts translate in a natural and authentic way on camera. I mean, not just camera, but in person too, right? Like talking with their team or trying to talk to people. Or or trying to, you know, we were talking earlier about, um, you know, getting people around you and getting them to believe in your cause and that sort of thing. So um, first of all, you have to take yourself out of the equation. So people get nervous about, oh, am I going to say an um, or am I going to flub up a little bit? People get really nervous about that, and you have to forget about that because natural conversation has that, and authenticity, you know, a natural, authentic conversation is going to have pauses, it's going to have ums, it's going to have, like, little word mistakes, or, for example, people, oh, don't use the word like, I just said the word like, but that's how I speak. That's real. So so that's that's me, that's how it is. If I was never saying it, you would sense that 
little bit of um, just like, I don't know if she's really being being herself. And, and those little things that you try to sort of coach yourself to perfection is what takes away the sincerity in your voice and in your persona. The other thing too is you can't fake it. You know, when you try to like up-level yourself to this perfect persona, you can't fake that. Yeah. And so sooner or later, people are going to kind of like worm through it and be like, eh, I don't know if I believe them. And even if it's just because you're nervous or because you're trying to come across a certain way, it can come across as being not genuine. So for example, in uh, this person's case, you know, with regard to the apology, it's sort of a situation where you've got to Go. He's being told to apologize. Right. Whether we don't know for right. sure if he so really know if he really if is. he really means it or not. But let's say you are. Let's yeah. say you know you mean it. You want to apologize, but you're kind of like, wow, this is on a kind of a big stage, and you know everybody is waiting, you know, to hear what you're going to say. You have to take everybody else out of the equation. It's you and your best friend, or you pretend it's you and your spouse, you and your mom, whoever you think you could really be yourself with and really apologize to. What would you say in that apology? Well, you know what? That's what's going to work with the masses as well. These fake, these fake produced PR scripted things. The, the reality right TV that's it. not really reality TV. Yes, people see right through that and they know. You know, it's always been interesting. This has never been a good one for me to answer because I've always been so yeah, you're, me you're that I've at, never thought you. there was like, like I've always... To a fault, to to yeah, the, you don't to, worry about saying things incorrectly. Yes, I don't at all, and 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 it's never bothered me. Yeah. Um. I guess. I mean, now, it, it, what it what I but to the fault of it all though became that a lot of people think I'm dumb, and over the years thought I was just an idiot, right? I mean that that's what it comes off because I am, you know, I, I I don't hide who I am, and I am, but. But people, but I've never had a, a lack of trust with people because I am just me. I tell the truth. I tell how I am, who, I, what's my fault, what not. Um, and I'm, and, and it's never been, I guess, because I've never thought much about everything else. But that's what people do is they start trying to perfect themselves so much. Like I tried to do a, um, I tried the one the one time you scripted out the a speech. worst speech I ever given was when I tried to script it out. Mm-hmm. When I tried to ha- actually put down, like, do what everybody says you got to do is a great speech, is, is giving great speeches, is scripted out. Yeah. Worst speech I ever did. Real quick, for any potential speech writers, not to say you don't think about your speeches before you do them. Yeah. You just didn't physically write it down. Correct. You plan a speech. Yes. So here's what I changed. And it's, and it's bullet pointed. Yeah, so here's yeah. what I changed. Right. I, tried, I thought that, you know, it was all everything there. But what I did, yeah. what I, how, how I found me was... Um, I had three parts of this speech I was doing, for instance, right? I put three note cards. There's three bullet points. Three bullet points with one line rider, one line under each bullet point on there. That was it. Everything else I knew I'd roll with. Mm-hmm. But I just needed those that one line to trigger what I was going to talk about mm-hmm. or think about. But when I tried to really script it out and all, it was horrible. Yeah. It was not good for me. Um, and you know, so me rolling it with it is that type of thing. Well, yeah, you just kind of have to know yourself. And your but you got to try both. I'm, that's why I'm glad I tried both because I wanted to figure out if maybe I was not giving what I could because everybody talked about having it scripted out. So, so I'm going to try it, uh-huh. right? I want to make sure I'm not missing, like maybe that will grab me and I'll become better. But it didn't. So but the, I know that. The other thing that you're good about with regard to authenticity and things that, that people can be sort of, you know, work on 
and and this goes for friendships yeah. and business relationships and also speaking publicly is the aspect of vulnerability mm-hmm. and this is I, I really struggle with this too because you do kind of think you want to present a certain image and such because you've always been in the the, the limelight yeah. too though. you've always been on the in and the you know in the media and everything else so right so so the aspect of vulnerability puts everybody else at ease and it kind of allows you once you've sort of revealed a little thing mm-hmm. whether it's um gosh i have always struggled with public speaking but here i am speaking in front of you everyone's kind of cheering you on everyone's like oh man we you know we really want yeah. she opened up to us about this and we really want to cheer her on or you know uh, gosh this is it English is my second language, so I need to let you all know that that I came from Mexico and I'm trying to do this for you and I want yep. to communicate with you. It le- it puts you at ease and put, puts everybody else at ease. That's sort of like a little trick, I guess, with regard to opening up with, with friendships, with any kind of connection and allowing yourself to be vulnerable is giving out a little bit of a, a tidbit of something. Kick kick anything, like, whether it's a, a speech, little, whether it's talking to a friend, whether it's doing anything, kick yeah. off something, start it off with something that you're really not good at or something that's well, not doesn't show re- you in a relate. good light. Yeah. People can relate too because we all have insecurities and we all have things that um, really make us authentically us. And when they hear you kind of put yourself on the same level as them with you know, sort of this anecdotal evidence of you being a regular person, it levels the playing field a little bit too. So it would be your wrap. Can, can you give a, a little wrap up of what you would say the most important points is the authentic okay. work? Yeah. So, so first of all, allow yourself to be vulnerable. Second of all, do not uh, try to perfect your speech. Don't try to perfect your language. Just speak as you normally would. And third is act like you're talking maybe to whoever you're comfortable. Talk to your friend, your mom, your dog, whoever you're comfortable talking to. Act like you're just talking directly to them as opposed to a whole group of people. Or And I've heard you say this too, which is it's just remember it's for them, not for you. Yes. That's actually probably the biggest one is yeah. it's not about you. You have to take yourself out of the I've equation. I've heard you say that before. That's all I was waiting for that's, you to say. I know. You're right. That's why you were kind of prompt, prompt yeah. me, but I forgot about that. Um, it's uh, the, the reason people get nervous in a, a situation like a big apology or like a big public thing or a big, you know, meeting is because you make it all about you and your performance. And what do I look like? And what do I sound like? And it's like, no, you're just trying to get the message across. Take yourself completely out of it. It's for them. What you look like, you're just trying to convey the information. So say you are, you um, are a manager and you're trying to teach your employees this new program and you are not really don't fancy yourself a public speaker but you do need to get the information out about the program then just do the information about the program maybe you just want to do a facebook video every day of you know making everybody feel happy about themselves remember it's for them not yourself right if you just want to start doing that because everybody has that opportunity yes everybody's doing instagram videos facebook lives everything like that And, and a lot of people have a lot of great knowledge to offer and so if you have a goal like a uh, a something and little to what you nugget know. of knowledge that you want to offer the world it is very cool to be able to share that and we have the avenues to do it and if you can just kind of take yourself in your own um you know little idiosyncrasies I, out of the equation you heard it from the guru yourself mm. take your notes and go make it happen <laughs> we'll be back in a minute on the third segment of second shot Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. Ignorance on fire, a journey of failing your way to success. 
It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today's the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success, written by none other than myself. Thank you, love you, and go pick it up today. Stop. Go. Now. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. So this has to be probably my favorite. It's always my favorite segment. I love get. I love it when I come in and Zach and Matt are like, look at all the emails we have to go through. Like, I really enjoy hearing from people. Like, like it, it because you know it's um this takes it's not, I'm not gonna act like this is a massive burden but it it does take a lot of time for to do this show right yeah and so at times when it feels like you know when you look at the numbers and it's kind of stagnant right it's just whatever and it's like is this really worth it does anybody care and then you get, right you is come, anybody getting any value out of it yeah, yeah and then you come in and, and Zach and Matt are like man look at these emails and you hear about the people that or the review that it's like oh I love this this makes it's like okay that's why this is worth it you know and it really does that matters that 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 is what this is for and that's what matters the most so um, second shotcast at gmail.com we truly do appreciate your emails your thoughts and the we, reviews the reviews got like okay well, we've stated about the same number of views for like five six months now but yet we all have new listeners all the time so you're sitting here hearing it you know we're asking for you to go do a review but you constantly <laughs> don't do it okay go do it go Just leave us a review like five please seconds. five seconds Real leave quick. us a review we yeah. need like that's the only way it well, gets up for other people to see yeah i was gonna say i think people pro- might not understand like okay do you just need like an ego check no, no it's just what it does is when there are more positive reviews it puts it up toward the top of the searches so, so that others. more people can see it and this podcast is just about helping people and spreading positivity you and don't even fun. have to stop listening you can do it yes. on your phone right if, now if you, if you can not, be listening right now if you're not a wordsmith you can leave a star rating that works too mm-hmm. yeah like or it's just say, okay we love the podcast Podcast. Sure. That's it. Yep. Who cares? Just rate it. Like Love the Tupac socks. Yes, Tupac. The Tupac socks. Now, but honestly, you've heard it a hundred times, guys. Because I, because like literally, the amount of people that are listening every week to the amount of reviews we have, that means the overwhelming majority of all of y'all have never left a review. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> but okay. for those off of you, that have. but we do have two viewers that we do like or listeners because so you this got, this you was know. a this was a new um, iTunes review. Uh, by Bird Kansing underscore seventeen seventy six. Uh, so thank you, Bird Kansing. It's a good year. You are appreciated very much by us. Mm. All the others, not so much. <laughs> Burn. Burn. Yeah. So I really enjoy listening to Heath, Zach, and guests take on the news stories of the day. Um, wait, her headline she put on her review, which I really love because this makes me even happier, which is no politics, just positive vibes. Mm-hmm. I think that. Because that is a very important show yeah. that we want to get across is that we don't want to get into politics. We may have some headlines like that, yeah. but we don't get into that headline so that we're accomplishing that makes me happy. Mm. So headlines, no. Uh, then I really enjoy this heat Zach guest take on the news stories of the day and put their own spin on them. The second shot team does a great job at turning what might be an odd headline into a leadership or moral learning op- opportunity. There are lots of laughs to be had in each episode, and it's great for the entire family. My teenage son listens to this podcast as well, and he is better for it. He gets to hear positive messages from someone other than mom and dad. Thank you so much. And that's that's even cooler to me because I want to reach a young generation. I mean, I want to, I want to try to help anybody, but but the young generation have a – they're very vulnerable 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there are a lot of fake people out there today that can it, that, that they have access to see more fake people, right? You go on Instagram and search hashtag success and stuff, and majority of those people that got some kind of rented Ferrari or rented Lamborghini with a picture in it saying, follow me, make this money with, don't even have to sell anything, work five hours a week, and you'll be rich. Yeah. This, this one weird trick. Yeah, yeah, and they go return their rental Ferrari and go to their parents' basement and, you know... Rob people out of their money, like it's it, it's sickening, and it's and it's young people are very vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah. to being swayed in 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 different ways, and so they have access access to see so many fake people that um, I I'm glad to hear and see that you know that that she wants her that this person wants their teenage son to listen to this, like like that you know what I mean? That yeah. makes me feel good that we're doing something that they go look, we want our kids to listen to this. That's cool, right? Obviously, I. I appreciate what I've done to get where I am today because if I hadn't, I wouldn't be on this show right now with the two of you. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I do you. wish I'd had a show like this to listen to back in the day. That would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sitting on the school bus. But it is what it is. I just, I'm happy about yeah, where I'm at. It just means fair. a lot to know that parents like want to put it in front of the kids, right? Yeah. That, that it's good enough. I mean, but I'm not gonna, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. None of us are perfect. We don't try to act like it. We have no. to bleep one of my asses or something every now and then that I do. But <laughs> Mark that. <laughs> we'll be bleeping that one as well. <laughs> Yeah, but, it's a family show. It's but that's great. real world. It's true. Yeah. A little bit of there, you yeah. know. Okay, so thank you. Appreciate it. Next up, this got some. It's got kind of a little question going to, and um, I have a feeling we may be on a little different. Uh, this may be. This be interesting Whoa, with us what? too. But oh. so oh, no. um, Javier, good friend of the show. Yes, friend okay. of the friend of the show. And I, and, and first of all, I Javier. want you to understand, I do love Javier. And Javier, I still I always love your insight. I love your questions. You always run with, and and I will not get tired of them. I mm. promise. <laughs> Good day, second shot. Thanks for uh, featuring the headline last week um, that coach did find a job. No surprise to anyone. The coach from the University of Arlington member. That yeah, they, yeah. They, but uh, he said a lot of things he loved from that episode. He loved John's story, and it really resonated with him because at 45, he left a 20-year career and changed careers at 45 to the insurance business, actually. Um, so it really, really resonated uh, um, with him. And he said he liked uh, the piece of asking in the mirror if I'd fire myself. A lot. Um, that's what John said. You know, when he changed was when he looked in the mirror and said, if I was writing my paycheck, would I fire myself? You know? And he goes, I would at that time. That's mm. when I changed. And uh, he said that one um, that one takes stones to answer, but if you are true to yourself, then either you have a good answer or you need to make changes. So actually many things about John's story resonate uh, with me. Um, but as usual, great episode. Question, how many... How much time, if any, does Heath spend with Chamber of Commerce events and or countless other worthy civic organizations? When I opened my agency, I really felt that was a critical piece, but I'm getting to believe not so much. In fact, if I had to really look at it, I'd say most of my high-powered agents don't spend any time with this at all. Thoughts? Faithfully yours, Javier. Oh, interesting. So what do you say to him? Look, here's what I'd say. Here's what people, I've, I've, I've never spent any time with that. I don't go to the, you know, in, I've never done any of those. I, I mean, yeah. I, well, let me rephrase it. Have I went to a chamber event time and time? Yes, every now and then I've gone to some of them, okay? I have. I'm not going to say they're bad. But here's what, in the insurance world, it's funny because everybody coming to insurance, a lot of people say, you got to go get involved in the NAHU Association, the, the you know, it's the National Association of Health Underwriters. you got to be involved in all this, and you gotta be you got to be a member of the chamber, be everything there. No, you don't. Um, a lot of them want your money um, to keep funding their thing. 
and it's all about them and you're going to be there with it. Here's what I believe. I believe being involved in anything you feel passionate about. Being a part of the chamber because somebody says you have to be a part of the chamber to be successful is full of we'll put a little cuckoo there even though I didn't say it. Um, but but, but, they, do, but they, they, they get a lot of people wrapped up in that. Yeah. And these people end up spending so much time with it. Like, like I've seen these people go, oh, like they're at, like in a five-day work week, they're at four different things with the chamber. Look, I need, you need to be cold calling. You need to be going out seeing business owners. You need to be doing your deal. I'm not going to say it's wrong. I'm going to say I see people get sucked into it so hard that they spend so much time with it that it takes away. I don't believe, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's something you're not going to be successful if you are. Okay. Let me uh-huh. make that clear. But I'm going to tell you, you don't have to be, you don't have to right. be People a part are thinking, of it. Ooh, I don't know if I can pay the dues and I don't know if yeah, I can. You don't have to yeah. do it. Okay. Um, but the other is, I do believe being part of, like when, you, you know, there's a difference of saying something like a chamber to me versus saying uh, worthy civic organizations and stuff because. If you are passionate about something, be a part of it. That will always that will always pay dividends for you when it's something you care and love. A lot of people force themselves because people mm-hmm. say you got to be a part of the chamber when they don't care about it, and nobody they don't ever get anything from it. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, the, the people that go try to will say, oh, I'm gonna go work this uh, charity even though I could care less about it because everybody says. Then you never no, it never you does actually anything. bring down the charity yes. when you do that. Yes, I don't I don't believe in that at all. So I believe worthy civic organizations that you personally are passionate about, go do. Now, you don't need to be involved in five or six because you can't be your full self with any of them. Pick something you're passionate about, be involved in it. I don't believe you have to be involved in all those associations, all of those chambers and all that. You got to remember, they're all about getting your money as well. They're businesses as well. Well, they're there to help people succeed in their, you know, in their original mission. Mm. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's debatable. Mm. Up for debate at times. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of chambers out there. There's a ton. I'm a not lot, saying all a lot of, of them. Fish I'm, not, in the sea. I'm not saying all of them are not. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Your question was: Do you have? Do you have? Do do you have to do that to be successful? No. Mm. You need to spend your time with others. You know, on everything there is with it. But if you're passionate about that chamber, it's going to bring you dividends if you're involved in it. I believe whatever you're right. passionate about will bring dividends. Don't be a part of the chamber because people say be a part of a chamber, but you could care less about the chamber because that attitude comes off and it's not going to pay you any dividends. But if you're passionate about the chamber and you're passionate about what that can do with business owners and you're involved in it, people will feel that vibe and that will attract to you. So that's what I'm saying more so. It's not that I hate them or hate any of those organizations. I just go, don't force yourself in something you don't have a passion about. Right. Yeah, I hear you. What are your thoughts on that? So that's interesting. You thought I was going to differ with you on yes. this one a little bit. Um, I believe more so in like professional development type mm-hmm. thing, you know, a, a conference, something like that is really important to me to do every year if I can, just because it's like, you know, we go to school for all these years and then we enter the workforce and then we never, unless you're forced to because of a license or a certification, you don't ever get re-educated in a lot of professions. Some, like I said, you have to in order to, you know, maintain your license. But if you don't, it can get just get really stale. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the new people coming out of school are more up to speed than you are, and you've been in the business for 20 years. So I think that professional development is something, even if at first it does not sound fun to you, even, even if at first you're not passionate about it, I say 
make yourself go if it, it you know if that particular well, one well, isn't good you try another one professional sort of development's different than being a part of an organization for networking yeah, well, see, and I've, I'm terrible at networking. I'm actually very shy at events like yeah. that. I run to the restroom. I text Heath. I yeah. am, I am, I just, I struggle in that type of environment. And I did force myself to go for years. And it didn't get me anywhere because I didn't talk to anybody yeah. because I felt nervous and I just didn't know my place. And I just wasn't sure, what do you say at these things? And do I give someone a business card? Like, what do, yeah. what do oh, gosh, you, you know, sound like me. Uh, I'm very, I'm very <laughs> awkward way. at these things. You know, I, I just... I never, unless... But, but here's... Let me tell you this. Would they ever guess this? Uh-huh. You would never guess this, but I'm the exact same way. Mm. You'd know, am I not? Yeah. I do not... I, I, we everybody just would weird. think. Everybody would think I'm somebody that that would be like my spot, right? Like I would be that, you know, ne- that I don't... I'm not... I hate it. I hate... I'm, I, I close up. I want to go to the bathroom, act like I'm on the phone, do whatever. Yeah. So it's everybody does. I just make myself do it because... I, I want to be around people, and I know I need to be, so I'll, I'll force myself to be more open in those situations. Yeah, professional development is key. You must always be professional, developing professionally. Um, but you don't, you know, like like you have gotta, to be a part of all these groups that you pay yes. into and stuff. I do think it's important to, especially I've moved a lot for work. I've moved every three years for the last fifteen years, and so getting into a group of under, other journalists, for example, was always really helpful for me. Um, didn't necessarily serve on the board, but I was like, okay, hey, now I can know some other men and women in my field, and uh, you know, connect with them and share ideas with like-minded people, that sort of thing. But I wouldn't say that it's a must. Professional development, however, you know, a conference or a weekend thing is a must. And maybe I'm only saying no to the networking things because I'm so awkward at them. Mm-hmm. No, and and they're, they're what lends your personality, you need to get into. Sometimes, though, you, professional development is making yourself go to them to develop in that area of development. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's more so of saying, you, you, I don't believe you won't be successful if um, you're right. not a part of these stuff, okay? So, but develop yourself personally um, and really focus on that one. And, and I think you have one more little... Uh, yes, I was just going to say, I actually have gotten quite a few little Instagram messages from people who have been listening to your podcast. I do behind the scenes sort of updates when the podcasts come out. So um, we got one, I won't say her name because she doesn't know that I'm going to read this. Oh. Um, but anyway, she, she was saying, sorry that I had left my prior job, but like we talked about in the last podcast, I'm doing some freelancing at a show called Morning Dose. So giving her a shout out for recognizing that because um, she said, I want to know what you're doing and where you're going. I'm a fan and want to watch you grow with B, our little girl, um, Brighton, and succeed. And then she says, I'm a new subscriber to your husband's podcast, looking forward to what's in store and talks about how she enjoys it and wishes us the best of luck. So I thought that was really cool. Yes. Um, just each day, new people are listening to this and it's cool because it's a free resource and, and hopefully something positive. I like to do it either first thing in the morning yep kind of get the day started right or in the evening before i go to bed because i think it's something peaceful and you just, you, know. you think this voice is peaceful well you know <laughs> <laughs> yes where hey hun, tell them about your new show where they can find you at and all that okay so the show is called morning dose it airs in a bunch of different cities miami houston philly washington go you can go portland to your, yeah quad cities go to jenny and chondo tv on twitter jenny and chondo on facebook and instagram Zach, real quick, uh, shout out again to Javier for leaving a message. Yes. Uh, if you want to know more about John and whether or not you should fire yourself, tune into episode sixty-one of Second Shot. Uh, you can find me at Twitter on 
On Twitter, at AppleZackintosh. That's me, yes. I fully expect to see the number of your views increase when you know you've been sitting there listening to it and you know you're lying to me every time you listen and you don't do it. Remember what I'm saying? Okay? I love y'all, as usual. Ed Heath Oaks, Ed Ignorance on Fire. See you next time.